0: Howdy adventurers. My name is Garrett. This is Demetrius. And this is Tavern, Tavern Talk. talk. Hello. Um, we're finally doing this. Yeah, let's go. Dude. Great. You know, me and, me and my pal here have always kind of wanted to do a podcast. And we're finally doing it. It's about something we like. <laughs> a lot of things we like. A lot of things we're going to talk about. D&D, Magic the Gathering, video games, anime, movies, what anything nerdy shit. anything nerdy that we like exactly. at the time or in our lives. Um, this first episode, we're going to be talking about something very dear and near to my heart and something that we do together. A lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, D&D. Um, uh, me and Dimitri have been doing D&D together for... Yeah. Like, three years? three years, yeah. Three years, we what? Mm-hmm. No. It's really? been a minute. We've been doing it for a while. Uh, we started off <laughs> playing D&D with my grandma. It was very fun times. It was very funny. Very fun times. Um, she's a great sport. But... The best. We've been, we've been playing D&D and experimenting it for a while. Uh, why don't we start off by just talking about what got us into D&D? You did. You. <laughs> yeah, I guess then I should talk about what you, got to me honestly, into D&D. You're the gateway drug to like all my <laughs> hobbies. Yeah. Uh you'll notice that a lot through a lot of these stories. But uh I guess for me, I'll start off. Um D&D, my D&D craze kind of started <sighs> I want to say 4 years ago, my obsession with it at least, when I stumbled upon this little show no longer five years ago when i stumbled upon this little show called arois um it's by high rollers D. they're great uh british D group um and i stumbled upon it because D had always kind of been a thing that i've heard of but you know you hear the bad stuff about it mm-hmm. first the satan- satanic sh- stuff which sucks that it had that rap at that time, it's a good thing, it's like not as prevalent anymore, oh, for sure that it that has been so washed away it's well amazing me. um but uh, yeah, I started watching that, I made it through a bit of that series, but I was kind of it kind of was it was good, but it fell off for me the high I just didn't enjoy it as much, and so i saw I bought books for myself and I started preparing to play games with my friends. But around that time, I was like, why don't I look for a different thing? One that I've heard of before. And of course, everybody's every nerdy person is going to know what I've been talking about. Watch Critical Role for the first time. I started season one pretty much when they only had 20 episodes. Or season two when they only had 20 episodes out in it. Um, Yeah, and it it was just, it clicked in me. And it just made my love for D&D so much more. So much more filled in my mind um, and yeah I've to this day been DMing get to play sometimes just enjoying it with my friends you, you. yeah uh, but that's where it started for me and then and then eventually because I've known uh Dimitrio for coming up on 9 years in yeah. uh, like half a year um, I've known him for a long time so I was like hey I don't have that many friends who am I going to play D&D with? And then I was like, I have a nerdy friend. And Hello. so I contacted Demetrio, and we decided to... He was like, yeah, I'll try it. So he tried it. And I, from that moment on, I knew I loved DMing with a burning passion. It it was just a creative outlet for me that I just loved. What would you say your first experiences with it were? were like? Mainly, it was like you.
1: You got me into it, obviously, and after like playing with your, you know, your grandparents,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't the best. But then when we started playing with other people, like you know, our friends, yeah, of course, got way better. Yeah, you got way better. Like it was weird because like I haven't done anything like that, like nothing tabletop at all, nothing like in that realm of the, you know, in that realm of gaming at all. Of course, and I loved it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's definitely very, I feel like, overwhelming where for its, like, beginning. When mm-hmm. you first start with tabletop games, I feel like it's a little bit overwhelming. But definitely. it eventually just doles out and it becomes a very fun experience, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people of, like, any, like, bring-up could get into tabletop RPGs and that's what's so great about it. You could have, like, a friend group, so diverse, be able to play D&D, you know?
1: that's what D is it's like almost anyone can play it and like there's almost a there's like literally an infinite amount of like outcomes different ways you can play it, different different role plays also you can do in it different types of experiences you'll experience that's the best thing about it there's so many different things and so many different people can do it there's no limit there's no end to that pool of imagination you can just pour into
0: it you are so right well now that we've kind of gone How we started in D&D out the way. Mm -hmm. Let's just... Talk a little bit more about... What we're doing now. You know? (laughs) Uh, I run a game. And then we also play in another game. So we have two games running at... Right at the current time. Yeah. uh, When it comes to D&D. Very different. Drastically different campaigns. Um, Same players though. In each we just have a different DM. Um, In my campaign uh, it's a lot more of that, I guess, it's a lot more realistic, and it's, it's a lot more roleplay heavy. We, I love roleplay campaigns. I love campaigns where the combat is just a vocal point for the roleplay. That's what I love. So, when I'm running a game, I like to have the roleplay be pretty important, and I love my mechanics and all that, but at the end of the day, just the role play, depending on like the group you have, can just be a oh, e eh, excellent sorry excellent um excellent. and yeah, um if you want you can tell them about the character you're playing, oh yeah, so um for
1: me i most of the characters I play I've never had a really good set idea for them, a really good set role play idea for them, and the one I'm playing right now is just. His name's Yaga. He's like a, uh, a blood hunter, you know, the special class made by Matthew Mercer himself. And I wanted to play this character really play heavy and like have the idea of like him being a kid still but him having to like live knowing that he has done something horrible because right now he's like basically he has done something horrible to his family. He's like abandoned them. And there's one of the most important moments of their life when they were getting attacked. They could have. Been, they, could, they could be different now, and I just I wanted to role play that character as, he's living in sin and he knows it. He wants to change that, but every day he wakes up knowing the fact that he did that. He could have changed it. but he, he
0: didn't. He ran. Yeah, I feel like, Yaga, is such a diverse character that hasn't been dug into yet, but once he is dug into mm-hmm. it will be such great storytelling and I am so excited to go down that path. Um of course I have some stuff planned for Yaga. Yes. But we also have two other party members. Oh yeah, there it um, is um there's Rahabath. Uh he is played by one of our dear friends. Um he's a Sapphire Dragon board a custom sapphire dragon board that I created. Um who is Without saying too much, um, a far from home prince that nobody believes. It's a prince that happens to be a rune a uh, giant's rune fighter. Uh, um, and yeah, he's the more tanky kind of charismatic. He tr- he's charismatic, but really bad at it. Yeah. Is the best way to describe him say so tries to be charismatic, but he's too cocky to be charismatic in a helpful way. And then we got Neve, who is, I guess, the mother of the group, because she is the mother. uh, The cleric. um, Cleric of the Forged Domain, but uh, definitely a tough mother. She's um, always in the fray, always helping out. Sometimes just the clutch of the group. You would die without her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ooh, I have a funny story we should tell. A few sessions ago. Two, I think. Two or three. Um, the party was on their way to a town. <laughs> I remember. The party was on the way to the town because they're part of an adventurous guild. And, um, this was shortly after they had officially, uh, made, a made, made a group. So they became, begun a group and then they were contacted, um, after it being in an arena match. Like they were, they participated in this, um, arena's mat, arena match because there was high money, and uh people said to be there that would be linked to certain people exactly um but after the Serena match they were mysteriously contacted by someone named r which turned out to be just this magic store vendor a tiefling with a i don't know what accent i get i could call it maybe french it's like a weird french a pseudo french yeah it's a weird french uh but he had a job for them to find this missing noble who was big in the trade of magic items they went to his house couldn't find him but found that there were people like guards normal guards patrolling it but they found dead bodies of guards inside so clearly not the guards there but that set their adventure off they found a piece of fae item which Mm -hmm. then led to a a forest that was near a nearby town Mm -hmm. And so they set off on their journey. um uh, I have like um a roll encounter thing, and I do this um, like when i when I don't have stuff planned, but I had that planned um and on their journey, they came across a rock. Anybody that doesn't know rocks are just big birds really that's what they are demons of the skies (laughs) they rule this. dude they're huge they are huge like I if I remember correctly in the book it's like a 20 foot wingspan
1: I I might be wrong about that I
0: thought it was bigger than that it's it's crazy it's a crazy big wingspan uh but they came across one of these rocks and it was just it was a it was a tough fight but they made it through they were all alive at the very end but Almost. I like to, I like, to, since we're playing our homebrew campaign, I'm like, why not? I'll homebrew everything a little bit. I usually keep things that, like, rocks to their base stats by tweak it a little bit. Uh, because I like to, we play, like, a kind of a higher power level for their level. Yeah, the HP bones most. Like, a, there's a bunch of stuff that makes them a little bit Take powerful. Here. So we, I buff them up a little bit. Um, the Rock had a grappling Thing to it where it could pick people up and it would just take them up. Absolutely terrifying. It was, yeah, it was a like a prey that would just strike down and take someone. Um, they So they ran into this situation where their cleric was in the sky. Uh, Neve, the cleric, was in the sky. Uh, but Neve had a way out. Neve used Misty Step first. Um, was it? Called? Yeah, she used Misty Step. To fall out. uh, And then I play... uh, I use the rule that you can use second level and lower as a bonus action and then do a normal spell. Because I just find that to be a little bit more fun, in my opinion. Uh, But she messy stepped out and then cast Fireball, being as she has a Forged domain. I think I gave her Fireball. That's new. But she Mm -hmm. has Fireball. She used it. um, And killed the rock. But she misty-stepped right under the rock. Now I had a feature already planned out and it was called the nose dive. Basically whenever the rock died, it would go into a spiraling dive that anything in a five in a right beneath it that gets caught in it will be brought to the ground and take 16d10 damage. Neve misty-stepped below. (sighs) I had a roll a dexterity check, she rolled low, got caught up in the spinning of this bird plummeting. <laughs> the other two party members thought Whoa. it to be a good idea to both get under this rock, one of them having the ability to fly, getting kind of in the air, ready to take this, and the other on the ground, beneath it all, waiting. And as the rock came down, they all got caught in it. And they took sixteen D ten, downing two of the party members. I think almost killing one. Hello. It was a no, you oh, were fine. I know, I know, but I was almost- Because you were scared. at the very bottom and one of the bigger people was in there, um Yaga, Demetrius' character, Hello. took uh Bless less force. Less force because most of it was taken by Rahaboth. Um but it left them grievously wounded. <laughs> L- I think wasn't Rahaboth one death save away from oh. death? Oh yeah. And yeah. then and then you barely got or you the got Neeve up.
1: It's because here. It's because I forgot I had a potion, mm-hmm. and I was just doing. I think was, I was doing medicine checks the entire time. Yeah. And then when Nevo woke up and told me I had a potion, I was like, "Oh shit, Rahaboth!" <laughs> i, ah! and I was and just then... like giving the
0: potion. Yeah, then they they got up, but that was one of the scariest run ins they had and it was even fighting the thing. It was after fighting the thing. So, from that you can tell that they're a little bit dumb at times. Right so. It's all fun and games, you know, you're just playing games with your friends. Uh but yeah, that was a fun time. Um for
1: information, okay, just gonna tell you. We ate it afterwards, don't worry. We did not we did not waste the thing.
0: We ate it afterwards. They didn't. They only took a few bones. <laughs> but, yeah, that was one of the most recent, I guess, boss fights. One of them. Yeah. There was also one with this custom creature called the Faith Shaman, which they ble- breezed through. Uh, and, yeah, that, that was a
1: good boss, man. Come on, dude.
0: The Faith he was Shaman. Like Demi
1: Lich, man. What the heck?
0: The Faith Shaman? Oh, no. It was just like a druid. Crazy I'm... druid. I a Custom race. But,.
1: If you could have noticed, yeah. this guy does, like, so many homebrew things. <laughs> Everything is custom homebrew. Yeah, I think... I, I can find tap water in your
0: world as custom homebrew. <laughs> Get malaria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love homebrew. I think it's... Uh, just, I just think it's great. It's but no I also completely love, like, the pre-made books. Um, yeah. what's What's your opinion on that subject? homebrew, Yeah. I don't see a problem with it. There's no problem with it, obviously. like It, um... I like it. <laughs> I love I love it, too, it's but cause, it can be very hard on, like, newbies. Oh, you're right. Or that's, it can be harder to do. That's the like, thing I thought about. Cause, when it comes um, to mechanics, I yeah. guess. Homebrew mechanics are hard, but homebrew stories is not as hard.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Like, um... For me, I think, like, mechanics are a lot better for, like, more experienced players because if they, have like, read the books and, like, played through, like, a really strict, you know, only-by-the-book campaign, they just can be these curveballs that they won't even expect. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. But you're right, but you said, like, newbies shouldn't, like, go for, like, an extreme homebrew game. Well, I mean, it's okay if they do, but it'll be harder for them.
0: Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, um yeah we've talked about what's your favorite uh I've always kind of wondered this what's do you know now you've always kind of debated it? do you know mm-hmm. what your favorite class is right now oh class yeah
1: me you're good would go with say warlock, but that's just a simple lie at this point mm-hmm. I really like blood hunter mm. it's it's my heart has been torn between blood hunter and paladin. I like blood hunter because the idea that you're just like this this cool edgy, blood-wielding guy using, like, the power of, like, evil itself to fight evil, you know? It's a really cool idea. And I like Paladin because it's just a fun,
0: a fun class to play. Yeah.
1: Not only does it kick-ass early on, it's just fun to roleplay it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go the opposite direction than you. Uh, well, opposite but similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, mine's a tie between Cleric and Wizard. Um, Wizard because I just I've always I've in any game I've played I either play uh charisma luck I always the three stats I put into anything is charisma luck and intelligence some that most people in video games would say are dump stats but I always Never. have loved those stats cuz I just that's how I like to play my characters in anything games uh D&D anything but um uh but Wizard I just love cause it's one of the best spellcasting classes, one of the most diverse. But also <laughs> lies <laughs> We have a big debate on this. But uh I also love it just cause I just I like role playing kind of smarter characters. It's just it's more fun for me. And then Cleric is just because they're really powerful. And I like using them in ways that isn't healing, because then everybody's like, why aren't you healing? And I'm like, I'm killing the boss.
1: <laughs> you revert everyone's expectation. There is something more scary. Tell me what's more scary. A little, a, a little cleric healing his teammates in the back or there's cleric defying all laws known to clerichood. And going straight to the front lines and attacking anything in their path. And then usually the killing everything. Usually everything.
0: usually killing they everything. They disintegrate them because of how much damage they do. Dude. There is nothing left. Clerics there are two classes in D and D that I can say are broken. Clerics <laughs> and rogues. rogues. Because clerics have healing and dumb damage and just dumb abilities. And then rogues are just you can't hit them and they have and they will hit you for a bajillion.
1: And Wizards of the Coast
0: have the audacity to
1: leave Rangers in a class you can play while having these two usurpers of classes
0: (laughs) just in there. Like like oh, am I gonna play a little ranger or a rogue who can do forty seven damage on one one hit?
1: Ooh, I can I I can shoot my arrows really nice. That doesn't matter when you're dead and one hit. You hear you hear a sound and you're dead. Your arrows thinking your arrows are not gonna help you. If you're in a swamp, and ooh, I can run faster.
0: He, no, no. Dude, <laughs> dude, pitbull would be ashamed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think I've always just loved wizards and clerics and bards too. Bards are good. Yeah, spell casting is my my forte.
1: In every game, I'm the exact opposite. I go all strength con nothing else and just rush in. I don't like thinking in games.
0: You'll you'll notice that throughout these podcasts that me and Demetrio are best friends, but we're always like two sides of, like, I'm his yin and he's my yang, basically. We're always making up where the other person lacks. Like, I play spellcasting, he plays martial, and when it comes to things we like, he's really into magic, I'm really into D&D. It's, like, things that are similar, but, like, they, like, different different aspects. Different sides here.
1: It's, like, you know, same side, like, same coin, just different sides, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how we've always been, I feel like. Why, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, also, mm -hmm. another thing about playing D&D with this kid... It's, Whoa! I'm kidding. Now? It's really good when he's on your in your party, but it's really bad when he's your player because his luck is so incredibly annoying sometimes.
1: <laughs> you this, haven't. No, here you. You're lucky. You haven't seen the worst of it in your campaign yet. Wait till it <laughs> happens in
0: your campaign. Dude, it's gonna be the worst. This kid. We were in a boss battle. This was like. We this boss battle was in this dungeon that we were in that was just being so tedious um and we finally get to the boss battle uh and <laughs> man's five turns in a row showed us proof each time five turns in a row got a natural 20 each turn of combat and he's playing a barbarian and it was brutal that's the best I could say for that. It was stupid. The thing that
1: just put the icing on the cake is, you know how barbarians had critical criticals? It was that, and each time I did minus five savage attackers, so it was automatically
0: ten more damage on that. Oh, it, was it was stupid. It was stupid. And that boss, he did, even with those criticals, he did half of the boss's health because that boss had like four hundred health. I was saying, it was insane. Like, it was crazy amount of health. But makes... still you did half yeah. the amount of health it had and it was just my rogue couldn't live up to it. But that was the introduction of uh Oh yeah, the shmoop 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 is uh one of my characters I play. Um Wizard kenku That can pretty much only say shmoop. Uh because I think it's funny. Uh half Kenku, half Owl folk. Uh, but yeah that's, he, what, that's what he is? He's can have helpful? That's why he's an owl Kenku, Oh because, Okay yeah. That makes sense But uh, uh Yeah He Yeah He was just A fever dream of mine <laughs> That just came into life Actually that started From us playing Terraria together <laughs> Yeah Because I, I, I th- For some reason When we were playing Terraria There was just a f- I I would just be like Randomly I'd just be like <laughs> Shmoop. and then we made a new Terraria world, and I named my character Shmeep. Shmeep and that character, the design, the purple and blue of that character, fed into the design of Shmeep which is an all-powerful wizard of time and reality magic. Uh, that is blue and purple, as his ma- like the galaxy, basically, or like blue purple with like silver speckles, like a That's space. Cool. Cool. Yeah, he, he's a lot of fun fun to play. And uh, very broken, helpful, very broken and powerful. <laughs> yeah, the wizard should be. Yeah, me and me and Demetrio uh, in our camp in that game, we both play crutches. Basically, he plays the barbarian. That's always um, taking damage and dealing damage. Oh yeah, he he can't go down. He's a path of the zealot. Uh, and I think we're getting real close to level fourteen. So soon. It gets soon...
1: insane. I like if I get down. I'm not dying. I'm <sighs> just. I'm just relaxing on top of a pool of
0: lava. It's stupid, and once we get level fourteen for you, it's gonna be so broken. Um, but I'm also, and then I'm playing the wizard slash cleric, so I'm doing healing and damage uh, now. Um, but that's kind of. Yeah, our characters are basically what we consider the crutch. We've discussed okay. before that if a boss is able to get both of our characters down at the same time, okay. we are screwed. <laughs> it's it, it would be highly, highly unlikely that the rest of
1: the group can do much, unless, like, really low from us beating him earlier.
0: I think the only chance we have is our second secondary kind of crutch. Uh, basically, in this campaign, we all play two characters because there's only three of us. And it's. We are. That DM likes a little bit more meat uh, when it comes to players. So we each play two characters. I play um, a rogue as well as Shmeep uh, named Zakir. Tiefling. You have four. Or not two, Tiefling. You know, you have three characters. Sorry. Huh? You have three characters? Right? I have three characters, but one of them's gone play. Yeah. Um, he's fun. Uh, but it's a. Not Tiefling. Tabaxi Rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, And like I've said before, rogues are one of the most broken classes. So, um, that's just, yeah, he's our only fallback, really. Yeah. Because our other teammate is an artificer, which is usually kind of weak, but could hold their own. Yeah. Man, gosh. I still can't get out of my head. Like, um, your
1: other character, you know, Mayo? Yeah. I just like how that, you, you know when, like, the king was gonna get assassinated? And you, like, went on this full, like, escapade, chasing them, like, uh, the assassins. You remember that? Going
0: up the wall. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, that's so such a nar- right? That narration, that was super cool. So I play the third character in that campaign, who right now is out of play, but mm-hmm. is about to come in play. And I'm going to swap out for Zakir mm-hmm. because their stories just seem to be in that perfect swapping area. Um, his name's Mayo. He's a fighter, samurai fighter um kind of uh yeah, samurai fighter. Uh he basically fights for his clan. Um and but he was making allies with this other clan, uh making a pact with the king and it was only him and uh Itzle, which mm-hmm. is your barbarian yes, sir. um tiefling barbarian, uh <laughs> and it was only them who uh were with the king. When there was an assassination attempt, mm-hmm. there were two like roguish like people, and then there was uh that knight, a big burly like
1: full plated armor knight.
0: He the uh Itzle was taking on this burly knight with the king. The king sucked. The king was doing nothing. I gave him a knife made of like, and obsidian, he, and he broke it instantly. He broke it and he couldn't even obsidian. hit.
1: It's because it's obsidian. Makes
0: sense. But still, and the guy had plate armor and a shield. <laughs> like what was the king <laughs> gonna, gonna do? There, uh, but. Um, well you, in, it was just the sitem, The different cinematic views were just so good because one was more of just an all out brawl to the death and the other was a chase that it fit was, our characters it just fit our characters one was the chase of a more cause I play like a stealthy kind of fighter He's, is his uh, subclass is a modified samurai mm-hmm. it's more of like a rogue samurai like really cool, really cool. Uh call I think we call it like the fallen samurai. Um basically, um mine I'll tell my part and then you tell your part. Go ahead. I ran my character found these two as they were trying to run and chased after them. Uh finding one of the guards that he came, grew a liking to grievously wounded. Um but eventually catching up to them as they were climbing a wall. My character, uh, strength score of, uh, of 20, uh, and I'm pretty sure he has a climbing speed, or he had something at the time that made him go quick up walls. Yeah, I so I climbed up those walls, and it was a competition of they were trying to throw daggers at me the whole time, uh, but I was dodging or taking them. I was like taking and dodging, but eventually I got to one and just yanked them down uh but so then we left him there right because i i assumed in my mind i was like if that one gets away it the, it's unlikely for it to get away because i was my character was starting to hear like crossbowmen and all that so i went after the other one and it was this let just like the it was the dead of night um rain was just pouring was it rain or snowing? It was. It was rain. It was. Oh, wow. I think it was a rainy day, is what he described it as. Cause we're in a blizzard scenario, but in this scenario, I think there. It was. No, it might have been snow, uh, but it was snowing. And my character, in just the dead of night, was leaping on rooftops. We were. It was a chase on rooftops, um, and eventually, my character, just slid in front of them and just, whew, lopped his head off. And it was just this perfect moment of just pure strength from that character. And I just I thought it was a beautiful moment, and then I came back, and that other guy was pinwheeled by a bunch of arrows. <laughs> it was
1: so good. It just fits your character so much, because, you know, Samurai's usually like a nice, really swift swift killers. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was mm-hmm. a swift kill it was and along with your character being very athletic, doing almost anything to get the kill. He climbed walls, went through a blizzard outside. Chased him, clobbered him. And this is what I love about the difference of our characters.
0: Yeah, the contrast. This
1: man, you know, Melo, the character? Is very, um, very stealthy, very one-strike, one-kill kind of guy. My character, he, he, he was promised, he joined a war he didn't even know was going to happen. on the promise of some
0: payment and killing people. Too silver. Too silver. He joined the retaking of a clan. For two silver, the main thing that they did him was killing
1: people, and when this big burly man came into like this big burly knight came into the knights that you know like the king's um room trying to kill him. Just clobbered him. Oh. He literally like, he was so brutal like he literally just, carved he lifted up his great sword, and kept just smashing it down on his body. Even afterwards, I think he like, kept. Pushing it down, splitting his body in half while he I, was like, I, on the floor. Yeah,
0: I think you turned him into mush in like a shack. You yeah. took him into a closet and mushed him. Yeah, it was crazy. Even in that fight, didn't you score like two natural twenties? I think it was just one though. But it was it was still such it a was, cinematic natural twenty.
1: The the, the thing with that is also, I have, was rolling high because that man had like, fucking plate armor and a shield. Yeah, and the you AC were hitting was, him with great weapons. AC was over twenty.
0: Yeah. You were hitting him with great Weapon we Master with Minus ease. five.
1: Minus five.
0: It was crazy. Yeah, and even though our characters are these different... You know, mine's the honorable, like, Santa... Or the wannabe honorable samurai, even though he's mm-hmm. really not. But he's that, and then con- in contrast to this just brutal killer... This brutal killer who lives only for his god and nothing else. His heretic of a god, I his, guess you could say. Exactly. And compared to my Asimar, who is deeply endowed to the uh gods themselves, mm-hmm. Uh their best buds. They would. They, they was, there that's is. Amazing. There is such little that they would not do for each other. Exactly. At this point. And this is like, this is funny because it's kind of like how we are. Like how we are in real life. Yeah.
1: Absolute different people, but absolute buds.
0: We're the bestest of friends, and it, it's just, it's so perfect.
1: It's so funny, though, because like, it's basically, like, two sides of the same coin also there, because he, he has a god, you has a god, you do stuff for gods, he does stuff for gods.
0: Yeah, but it's just, one's more of a not-so-good intention. Not-so-good god, no. The other is the actual gods. Then again, my guy wore, my guy is trying to help out the god of death from her chains. Barely fine. But then again, we went to patern- we went to court for for a dumb god child is <laughs> so funny that's just a story for another time yet another reason uh, the gods gosh the gods the gods are kind of dumb in this world but i love that that the gods are yes. more of like just they're more they're human. like teens they're like teens they're is teens. what they are they're literally like teens right? they're stereotypical teens you You're got the so jock right. you got like the smartish you got like one of They're all teens except for, like, two. One's just, like, a woman in her, like, 20s. And then the other one is just a dude. He's just, like, the teacher. <laughs> and then he's married to, like, uh, the brattiest of all the girls. It's just... Uh, it's so... It's a clusterfuck. <laughs> to be totally God honest. Yeah, you're right. There's... God.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's... Insane. It's one of the... Weirdest moments that we've had. In all, in all, cause we stepped into a fire, right? Uh yeah, we stepped into a fire. I have like this. Mayo has this magical item where he can like, uh go into rooms and the outcome will be random. Um, and the fire was a portal to hell, so it changed the outcome to a portal to heaven. Uh, <laughs> it's funny we did this because we found these orcs at a camp. Mm-hmm. We did this. Right after a militia attacked us, a militia attacked us at what is it called? We were at an inn, right? No, it was a um, a house. Oh, no, it that was, was harboring orcs. Yeah, it was it because in this world, orcs are basically like illegal and all dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were harboring orcs at this house. Uh, this old guy named Rotskin, or no, not he wasn't Rotskin. Uh the clan was Rotskin, Rotskin was the king. Was the orc king? Oh, okay. Um... But Mayo was being searched by the people who originally killed his family. Um, And a militia of about, I think it was 50 men, had surrounded and started to pour into this um, house. Burning it down, throwing torches everywhere, burning all the supplies. uh, Not realizing that one of the most potent alcoholic beverages was inside. Which Mayo realized, took a torch, threw it at the spilt keg, and took out, I think, I took out 10, 20? I think it was three quarter or like uh, two thirds of the militia. And then the rest were outside holding down its lay, and some were searching in the woods. But it was a story of how one man took down 50 people okay. uh- and killed
1: Just as many works. That's cool now. Not not, not to downplay something, but two things I want to say right now. That alcohol, I believe, had to have been more potent and
0: strong than moonshine. That has grown (laughs) in the Appalachians. It was, yeah.
1: That thing burned when you drank it, apparently, like, in your stomach.
0: Yeah, it was, like, burning. It was crazy. And
1: second of all, I, yet again, our characters are very different. While you were doing this, like, all this, like, sneaking around the militia to try and get a good shot on them. And, like, figuring stuff out. H.L.A. Like was just, he was talking and rambling about like his father and trying to just like distract him and make as many lives as he can so that he can maybe not go in the house and
0: find the orcs. There was, yeah, it wasn't finding the orcs. You were distracting from me because the, the yeah. original plan was my character was just going to run. Mm-hmm. And you guys were going to take the brute force. But my character was just like, I paid these people. I didn't get my money's worth. Um, it basically was just, just stuck around. Um and it worked out. Luckily it we did. luckily my character stayed around. Um, <laughs> uh but that could have ended so tragically. It but it unfortunately or luck not unfortunately. Luckily did not, and our characters are still alive to this day. Yeah. Um Yeah, that campaign that campaign's going pretty weirdly. Um, right now, we've met up with um, Mayo again. Or Yeah, Mayo has met up with the party. Um, and uh, after we set free a Drake from an ancient Dwarven ruin, yeah. which was funny. I said yes, and that thing was mad. It was, like, because... He's playing a tiefling, and the drake apparently had some connection to hell itself. In this world, drakes are like commanded by the hellish, like gods or lords, um, and so he just said, "Yeah, I could take you to this place, not knowing what the place was, and just set." Fr- and then we made the drake angry when we tried to run away, causing it to cave in. Basically, that dwarven ruin, the part that we were in, and just escaping.
1: I love how he just like threw it like a casual fireball to make the gold just all fall behind us. That was
0: sick. I, that picture in my mind is it's it's cool, but also just the funniest thing because I basically caused a explosion, which we were in this vault with mountains of gold and it was basically like quicksand falling behind us as we ran. Exactly. And it was just this funny scene of just Buddy flying everywhere the Drake on top as everybody's just skittling down the alleyway. It was just super funny.
1: It was very funny, yes. Uh <laughs> It was I, I sounded so stupid. Yes, it was very funny, yes. <laughs> uh yes. I'm not a robot, please don't kill me. You're
0: always sounding stupid, Demetrio. Hey. <laughs> hey. Be yes. nice to your,
1: be nice to your fellow friends. Be nice to your friends.
0: Yeah. Um it's been really cool that uh, we've been able to play in real li- or like in person sessions recently. Oh yeah. Since we, we can do more of those. Since people are getting vac- vaccinated, um, and we trust each other, you know we've been hanging out for a long enough time, and since things are dying down just a little bit, getting a little bit back to the norm, uh, we're able to play in person, which is really fun. It's, it's cool. It's I just enjoy the experience because you can do a lot more like. Um, Music. Music is one of my favorite things, is that we get to bust out the tavern tunes. The tavern tunes. <laughs> and then the battle music you can play during it. Ooh, the battle music. Let's just name one video game where we always go for the boss music. Three, Witch. two, one, Dark Souls. You all have a game? I was, I was going to say The Witcher. The Witcher? Ooh, that's a good one, too. You are so right in that the witcher is actually a banger yeah no i i i i I, you know, I
1: hate it i hate it i love it but it's just i haven't been able to complete it ever since I took it off like xbox uh gold glass game pass uh, Game pass, sorry yeah i hate it <laughs> yeah the witcher
0: this witcher is also a game i I think i played once like partially because i was yeah. at my uncle's house um but yeah the witcher is a fun game that I would like, or like a really good music for Amazing sure music um uh, we all know uh, to Your Witcher. That song is a song that I would listen to, like in the shower. That song is so good, and just the music from that game is really good for, uh, D and D. It's just the it just fits the it's atmosphere just, really yeah, well exactly because like the era
1: the the fantasy in the game mm-hmm. it just very similar much D and D.
0: Yeah and yeah. Another thing that I love mm-hmm. about um, in real-life play is uh, I get to start showing off the things I've been buying because I've been able to make more and more money recently, having a little bit bigger of a budget. Uh, so I've been able to buy, like, minifigs and stuff like that. And I haven't been able to show off too much, but I got to show one off the last time we played um, the big giant. Okay, okay. Um, it's like it's but I I just love playing D&D, and I love collecting D&D things, as we both know, I have a bit of an addiction. <laughs> kind of. Bit of. Not not, not that big. Uh, I have, I think, over, it's, I know, some people are going to be like, chump chump numbers, but I think I have like 30 sets of dice. It's just, it's just like, it's like, you need more. You always need more. It's just like one set's not enough, you know. I'm just saying here. Rookie numbers to my five, <laughs> five incomplete ones. Five incomplete. Dude, it's so funny when he pulls up to the plays or to the sessions with the pencil box of dice. Oh,
1: oh you, you little, you people have like, oh, look at my new dice bag. Oh, look at my my collectible <laughs> dice axe. Where I put where I put my dice in my axe and close it up, and it's a, it's an axe now. I have a pencil case that
0: I use, <laughs> yeah, not it's... even the
1: fancy ones that you can zip zip closed. Like <laughs> it's a, like a Ticonderoga yeah, plastic, one. yeah,
0: yeah, like the one the pencil's coming, not exactly. even a pencil case, the pencil the box. pencil box <laughs> it's it's so funny, uh, but yeah, i love I love playing d d with the boys
1: I'm not gonna lie. I was debating putting um getting a uh medulla bottle cutting off the top and getting trying to like, like a cork to fit in there. Pretty much in there. Your what is what bottle? Uh, modelo, Modelo beer. Mm,
0: yeah, that. Yeah, that would, I think that would be cool. That honestly would be cool. It would be very funny. I, could be, I think it be. it could be very funny. Uh but I think it would also be pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually a great idea, like uh, if you're a drinker, of course. But um. Yeah, what is I gonna? What is I gonna say? Um. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about. Uh uh one of my favorite characters of yours that you've played in a campaign of mine. Uh his name was Iko. Uh he was a uh, he was a paladin name. he was a paladin a paladin what's the word? Air crocra. Sorry, uh air crocra. Um and his whole thing is that he was uh this campaign was a little bit more laid back, but the Pretty whole more. thing is that he was <sighs> like a simp that was like a super simp for his god or like uh, just obsessed goddess oh it just especially
1: for his goddess but for any woman he would he would do anything for yeah he was a
0: total yeah uh but it was just the funniest character to have in a party with another woman you were always just like yes yes whatever yes and it was just it was so funny
1: my favorite part was like being like really um oblivious with him most time because he was an oblivious character and he like if um the female in the party was like saying something like oh my gosh you should do this huh what yeah what? respectfully respect. Am, am I mistreating you as, as, as a
0: man am I mistreating you he was like a, Ike was a play on the lawful lawful stupid kind of <laughs> mentality and it was very funny uh stopped a prison fight first <laughs> first uh session and that was pretty funny
1: uh oh! I, this is a question I I was gonna ask you earlier, but I forgot. So, what's one of your favorite like just D character tropes?
0: D character tropes. Oh, D
1: oh. tropes. Eh? Just like any, a trope. Like a, just a, tr- a trope in general.
0: D and Yeah. Um. I like. I like the. I like. That's a good question. Come back to me on that if you know yours. Ah, right. Crap, there's a lot of good ones. There's, like, one that I, like, been thinking about a
1: lot is, like, um, the two friends Mm -hmm. where one is deeply devoted to the other, and the other one is, like, not devoted, but, like, is there for their friend, you know? Of course. It's kind of like the princess and knight duo, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, the the knight will do anything for her, and the princess will, you know, do sometimes stuff for them, but is not always there for them. Yeah. Because that can go to, like, really cool roleplay aspects and, like, really cool, um, Um, an NPC aspect.
0: Yeah, and that friendship, I feel like, could also lead to, like, if there's a betrayal moment. Exactly. That's also just... Yeah, I see what you mean with that one. But I also really like, um... Ah, crap, what's... What am I... I'm looking Mm -hmm. for the words to articulate it. It's not... It's not dark and edgy. It's more... It's more dark past to a younger person. Like a dark a dark some a younger person carrying a heavy burden is a trope okay. i like uh even if it's minor like the burden could be That's minor because trope. it's it's yeah. it's a great exploration of kind of how a younger person would act in a situation where they do have trauma which is a tragic thing to think about but still it's it's a thing that you can See, and it's just a cool thing to um, try your best at, you know.
1: And I like that trip a lot because, um, I like Long With You because, um, it can kind of go into like the way of like, hey, they're still just a kid, they they have this heavy burden on them. Whether they have found a way to deal with it or not is the way you role play it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whether they have found come to terms with it and now just trying to live with it or are still fighting that demon. Yeah, it's a really cool idea to roll because
0: it's such a diverse subject that it could go in so many different ways. There's no correct way to play that subject. That's such a always changing one. Never the same. Gosh, but yeah, I think this is a good first episode. I like think we've enough. sub talked about a good amount of stuff. Um, yeah. Is uh, there anything else we can take? Think- anything.
1: Final heads huh? any last subjects you want to talk about
0: uh, in this episode no i think D&D we covered was? all that i was thinking about okay. just give me yeah. like half a second okay nothing more i guess <laughs> all right uh this was episode 1 of tavern talk um tavern talk tavern talk uh yeah hope to see you in the next one bye guys. Goodbye. <laughs>